happy Wednesday, everyone. Before I start the show, I wanted to give a quick shout out to my friend, Melanie Schenkel. She has a book coming out on August 7th called Fearless Faith. It's a devotional book for young girls, and it's 100 days of scripture and encouraging messages in a way only Melanie can serve up. I can't wait for you to check it out. Go to Amazon or barnesandnoble.com or your favorite retailer for details. Okay, let's talk Bachelorette. It's the Men Tell All episode, and the men told it all while wearing brightly colored jackets and pedal pushers. Some guy in Austin and I discuss our dislike for the cropped pant trend, and we take a sharp left turn tangent on another topic, and I laugh harder than I have in a very long time. We also discuss all things Bachelor in Paradise and have a serious conversation about Jade and Tanner and Carly and Evan bringing their children to the island of misfit lovers. All I could think of was Reese Witherspoon in Sweet Home, Alabama. You brought a baby to paradise. Here's hoping they also brought the germ squirt. Just dunk that baby right in there, head to toe. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's the I Hate Green Beads podcast, episode number 63. We have finally reached the men tell all of Becca's season, a season that feels like it has lasted Forever, I'm with here with some guy in Austin to talk about what did you just call it? The most dramatic, shocking. I don't know. <laughs> most dramatic mental all ever. I hate this. You know, every I know. time I, I know. watch this, I cringe. Back when you used to recap, you didn't even recap this because you couldn't no, handle it. I, I can't watch it. It just it gets worse every year. And this one was, I mean, Jordan. Where mm. where do we want to put him? Um, Will's shoes were something to be mentioned. Uh, There's a match- lot of fashion choices that we need yeah. to mention. I felt like Leo. But by the way, that Leo suit was terrible. But yeah. they put him in the middle, yeah. I mean, front and center. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe he should have traded shoes with Will I or know. Will's. That would have been a better solution for both of them. I thought. Red head to toe. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And mm-hmm. um, you know, the chicken's the chicken. Uh, grocery store Joe, no tie, no jacket. I thought that was important. Me too. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> The guy on the end who whose name I forgot that had the boat shoes on, uh, what was his name? Which one? They're, uh, they he, all had he, on boat shoes. He, uh, he had actually on white boat shoes and no socks, I think. Mm-hmm. And he was on the far left next to the other guy, I can't remember, in the tuxedo. Okay. Um, that had a showdown with Jordan. Uh-huh. Uh, and then uh, I think Connor, is that his name? Connor? The guy with the big hair? Connor is the guy with the big hair that had glasses on, and his jacket had... Like instead of paisleys, it was like owls or something like yeah. that. It was a it was a a hard night for me because the I'm I am one to to get stuck on something, and I was stuck on so many of the fashion choices. The cropped pant phase that men yes. are apparently wearing. I ha- I personally have seen no men in my circles wearing these cropped pants or pedal pushers, as I call them. I'm not sure what that is about, but it needs to stop. And I, I don't I, care if it is fashion. I don't care if GQ magazine has it all over everywhere. I would rather see a thousand romp 
hymns than those mm-hmm. pedal pushers. It was terrible. So, yeah, I feel the only two times I can ever remember, well, three times. Number one, the Beach Boys used to wear something very similar, but I think that was the style maybe right. in the 50s. Okay. Uh, the second time I can remember those is when uh, Belinda Carlisle and the other uh, Go-Go's, members of the Go-Go's, wore mm-hmm. them on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, could Belinda Carlisle make a pair of those look good. I've addressed that before, but um, yeah. I, had a, I had a very, not even secret, a very uh, open crush on Belinda Carlisle back in the day. Huh? Um, and then the third place was in the movie Streets of Fire. There was a band called the Sorrells that um, ends up opening up for Diane Lane or Ellen Aim in the mm-hmm. movie that uh, actually wore suits that were cut like that. Mm. Um, but that movie came out, I believe, in 1983. Mm. And it was set in a, a, quote, a faraway place in time. It was a fantasy. And mm. so the suits were supposed <laughs> to be exaggerated nonsense. Which we're and there now. now. Yeah. And now we've this come This is the future, circle. my friend. Great. They're actually wearing them on shows. Um, and, that, and it wasn't just one or two. It was half of no, them. It was of half them. of them with cropped pants yeah. and no socks and yeah. boat shoes slash slip-on it was, loafers. It was like the bachelorette seamstress um, got dysentery or mm. something. Or That's pretty sexist. Maybe, maybe it was a seamster? What do you call seamster. a male seamster? Sure. Seamster? Seamster. What do you Taylor, call a male? A tailor. What do you call a male ballerina? Um, a ballet <laughs> performer? Is it a ballerino? <laughs> Yes. I don't know. Yes, if it anyone, is a ballerina. If anyone has the answer to that question, please <laughs> send it to me because it, it mm. bothers me every time I hear ballerina. <laughs> Men need a ballerino. Let's make it happen. Yeah, a ballerino. Just like Buffalonian. Speak, yeah. Speaking of ballerinos, um, mm-hmm. who do you think came across uh, the best last night? Oh, I was going to ask you that question. Okay. I have some thoughts on that. I feel like Jason presented himself in the best way, in the best light. Now, he had nothing to redeem himself for. You know, he was he was fine during his season. He got his heart broken and whatever, and he has his hair cut now and not so much greasy product in it, and I think we've whitened the teeth a little bit, maybe straightened them up some. And mm-hmm. so I feel like he was sort of being presented as an option. I don't think he's be- being presented as, here's your next Bachelor, everyone, get excited. But I think he's being presented as an option. Now, another person who surprised me was Chris, Crazy Eddie Chris, the one who, who yep. the wheels fell off. I think he did a, a decent job of an Honestly, apology. do you really think there's any digging out of that hole, though? No. I guess I should let you finish your But that's, that's the whole point, is that all he needed to come out and say was, you know what, I acted like a jack wagon, and I admit it, and that was bad. And that's what he did. And then he did the whole you know, stunt with the gospel choir at the end singing the I'm Sorry song that I'm sure he wrote. Because he learned from Richard Marks how to write a good love song. Well, and we, well, and and Wayne Newton. And Wayne uh, Newton. I mean, um, triple threat. So his, uh, you know, uh, pedigree aside. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I found it hard to believe that he travels with a gospel band wherever he goes. But you know, I'm willing to suspend reality, mm-hmm. ironically, don't for a, a reality show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't agree. I just, I, I couldn't stand the guy. Um, it, I'm much less forgiving than you, but I think he had a good PR person who told him, yep. "Look, man." Just you know, you got to sort out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just just say you're sorry and just let it go. Because um, he's on paradise. Do. 
Yeah. And he's, we've got to like him. I'm using air quotes. We have to like him on Paradise. Mm-hmm. And so this is our foray for, into that debacle. And so we for need For seven mm-hmm. hours a week, we oh, have to like gosh, him. That's <laughs> so much yeah. Paradise. Mm-hmm. So much Paradise. So much Paradise. Okay, let's talk about your favorite outfit. Who uh, Who do you think pulled off a wacky outfit? And who do you think looked genuinely good in something you would wear um something i would wear i would have to go i mean i didn't like jason's shoes you know like the, mm-hmm. the booty things but mm-hmm. i liked the suit it was cut well um mm-hmm. and it looked decent i liked his outfit um i thought that um which, who's the 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 uh, san jose guy the silicon valley guy what's yeah, his name venmo john john yeah. uh-huh, john he, mm-hmm. he looked normal um yep. khaki and with a with a sport coat uh john blanc actually looked okay i thought okay. although i wouldn't personally wear a black sh- you know shirt with a, black a blue black. coat mm-hmm. but you know because of his his coloring and his um skin color he can get away with with mm-hmm. something you know my white face couldn't but he looked really good um, grocery store Joe, no, wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't have selected that shirt for a TV appearance. Um, was it me or did did Nick look highly unusual to you last night? Was it the hair or the puffy eyes or the pseudo beard? I think he's that... rolling off of Paradise, so he's probably a little puffy. Mm-hmm. I think he's a little bloated from the alcohol weight. A uh, B, I think they all have just a slight tweak about them where yeah. they watched their whole entire season and thought, what was I thinking? Mm-hmm. And so it was just like Becca's hair was a little darker and her skin was a little bit more tan and well, Jason except, fixed his hair. And... Except Jordan. Uh, he was pretty happy with himself. Yeah. Um, um, I thought that Leo's suit was a poor try. It was red uh, head to toe, for those of you who didn't watch. It was actually Captain Kangaroo red mm-hmm. <laughs> head to toe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I believe the tie was pink, maybe? I don't remember Pink-ish. that, but it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. Um, the chicken um, went socksless, I mm-hmm. noticed. Uh, although he was well coordinated, mm-hmm. I, it's not something I would wear. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Colton looked to me like the whole time he mm-hmm. had on leather pants. He did. It's some sort of shark skin something that was shiny yeah. and wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He looked like uh, Olivia Newton-John when mm-hmm. she becomes Sandy at the it, end. Stud. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I thought that um, who was the other? Chris Don uh, looked good. All right. He, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was, I, I think if I had to pick the top three would be Jason, mm-hmm. uh, Jean Blanc looked good, and John, the mm-hmm. rich guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I will hesitate, or I will really hesitate to say that Jordan looked fine too. I just I just... would I would agree with that. I I really would agree with that. He he was um, he looked fine. He didn't. It, I feel like so many of them tried. Well, again, first of all, I'm distracted by half of them wearing no socks and cropped pants and slip on mm-hmm. shoes. That just distracted me. But let's take all that aside. You still had a handful of them, like Colton with his weird black, shiny snakeskin, something or other. You had Leo in his red suit. You had Connor with his owl pattern. You had the guy with tuxedo in the top and pedal pushers on the bottom, that soccer guy. And then you had Wills in a Merry Christmas green and red and white plaid number. And I was distracted by all of that. But yeah. I do think Jordan looked normal. I do want to talk about Jordan, too. Is it 
odd do you think that they spent so much time on him or do you just think this was a season where at this moment he's the most controversial thing no. ever because he got uh, about 30 minutes of the it was a two hour long show huge huge mistake on their part um i think they decided in some meeting he's mm-hmm. hot right now he's he's polling well or whatever they do mm-hmm. you know that says people like to listen to the guy and it was just I couldn't, frankly, couldn't watch. I had to fast forward some of that. I mean, he, he was obnoxious. Okay, so you're in the obnoxious camp because as it went on, I just kept thinking, they, they did a whole reel about him. And then he's fighting with Colton and he's fighting with the chicken and he's fighting with the soccer guy and he's fighting with Camille, whoever that is, but now we know he's on The Bachelor in Paradise. And He's and then he gets called up to the hot seat and then we go to commercial mm-hmm. and we come back and he still gets on the hot seat. But at the very last thing he said, I'm just here to entertain. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. I'm telling my truth, which that was a catchphrase throughout the entire two hours. Yeah. Everybody was telling their truth. And he he just kept saying, I'm just there to entertain. And I, I started to think for a minute, well, he's sort of letting down the veil a little bit by winking at the audience and saying, I know what I'm doing. But Chris Harrison also pointed out, hey, is this some kind of psychological warfare? Because he literally got in everybody's head. Because you got to hand it to the guy. He's quick and he's witty. And he can come back at you. With- no, I don't. I wouldn't hand him that. I think I think he's he acts like, he, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say he's quick or witty. Yeah, he I'd is. I'd say he's always got something to say. I don't find any of it incredibly insightful. Well, I'm not saying it's insightful, but he's saying you're going to have, you're going to comment and he's going to have something to comment right back. That's not, not in the, I know you are, but what am I category? I mean, it may be crude and awful and horrible, but he does have a comeback every single time. I think he definitely, and I I hate to admit this, but he definitely won the battle with the chicken. We'll see what happens in paradise. And I think the, my favorite line in the beginning was, um, I'm really excited to ruin Jordan's time in paradise. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite line of the night is when the chicken said, let me jump in here. And Jordan said, you want to jump in or fall down? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. See, that's funny to me. That's mean and horrible, but it, it, I'll give him credit. It's fine. This show is so, um, itchy to me i just i feel like i've got you know an itchy shirt on that i'm being forced to wear when i watch it and i just i have to scratch every (laughs) anyway i it's so uncomfortable for me to watch this show did you um speaking of uncomfortable how did you how did you think about uh jean blanc's explanation and his uh his offering of the um the peacemaking perfume oh my gosh you think she's wearing that right now? Heck no. Heck <laughs> no. Some some trash can owns that right now backstage. She didn't even give it away. She threw it away. I think that he he had the same PR guy or gal Chris had, Crazy Eddie had, whenever they said, look, you just got to make nice however you can. Now, he did... He get he did get needled a little bit by Colton, which I thought was so strange that Colton was on some weird. You know, the very word I, that's exact. I thought it was absolutely strange mm-hmm. that he took the position he did on any of that stuff. Yeah. He was just so amped defensive. up about it. He was yes. defensive about anybody who talked to him. Mm-hmm. But so in John Blanc's case, he was. The guy needs to get laid. He was. <laughs> 
pass. <laughs> so in John Blanc's case, he was saying, Colton was saying to him, you don't ever tell somebody you love them unless you really love them. And love is an important word. And you can't. And I mean, he was on fire about it and angry about it. And John yeah. Blanc says something rude. And then they all. And then he does the same with Jordan. Like, you're yeah. just a clown. And what? And I thought, calm down, dude. And then he yeah. gets on the. He gets in the hot seat, and Chris Harrison basically says, now, what about Tia? Just tell us what's going on. Because are you in a relationship? Are you not in a relationship? What's the deal? And he admitted that he met Tia before The Bachelor even aired, meaning Ari's season. Mm, How controversial. Isn't it? And so I think... So when she didn't win, she's probably, oh, well, I'm going to go over to Colton. But then she's also has no clue that she's not going to be the next Bachelorette, which I'm yeah. sure she's assuming she's going to be because she was a crowd favorite. And then he's all of a sudden, ooh, I'm going to go be on the Bachelorette. And he gets in the finals. But then, uh-oh, it's not Tia. So I think there's this little bit of maneuvering that has to go on. And there is a conspiracy theory I have heard. I told, no, is this the one I told you last week? Is it? What did you say? About him, about him trying to get on Paradise so they could be together or something? Well, that, but, yes, that. But what I heard is, remember when they all got together her, with her girls to have brunch? And that's mm-hmm. when Tia said, oh my gosh, I just have feelings for... You know, and, and she said she had feelings for Colton. Supposedly, that was filmed after it's all over. Because they're trying to insert some sort of friction. Ugh. We know. never know what's true, do you we? You don't. You just don't know what's true. And everybody wants to tell their truth, so it's very annoying. Because what, what, what is true? <laughs> what's your truth? What's my truth? Yeah. I don't know. It's like I told you, the only, the only thing authentic to me anymore is a six pack of beer and right. myth, myth busters. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's some empirical truth to the show. Uh, I'm a bigger fan of the old myth busters. Um, not necessarily the new one, although I'm open minded. Uh, and frankly, after a six Lone Star, um, it's <laughs> fascinating. Great. Yeah. I'm would... starting to believe that Zach Baggins guy and that ghost <laughs> show or whatever. I'm starting to believe that guy. That's how delusional I am these days. I just, you know, I, I don't, I don't do much but work and watch The Bachelor, and that'll just, you know, <laughs> that'll make you question so many yeah. things in life. Yeah. I was exactly. listening to a podcast the other day, and they were talking about Skyscraper, the movie with The Rock. And they said, all I wanted the entire time was to watch it with the Mythbuster guys. So we could just say, (laughs) hey, could that happen? Could that happen? And them just listening. Because, you know, as one does, he runs off of a crane and jumps across the fire and lands in the skyscraper. He did it. That's, That's the rock's truth. You know, the, the only thing that I'm, I'm upset really about, um, as far as the rocks career is that he doesn't make more movies. I know. Um, number one, he's the, I love the rock. I, I mean, too. he just, that's a guy who gets himself, you know, who gets it and who's just as lucky as he can be to make in, you know, action movies that suspend reality. So I'm all about the because the rock is a guy, I think, unlike these 27, um, you know, wannabes that were on 
he's a guy that gets it. Like if yeah. you look at his interviews and you know, he, he doesn't take himself seriously. He knows he's making silly movies. Um, you know, as far as like movies like the tooth fairy, you know, good for that guy. <laughs> and then, then these action movies are awesome. He just gets to, he gets paid a ton of money to like work out for three months before the movie and then just take his shirt off. I exactly. mean, that's a good, yeah. I mean, yeah. what more could you want? Hey y'all, it's Lindsay here to tell you about my fab fit fun box full of beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. The one I just received has eight different items, and I'm already obsessed with this moisturizer from Pure Lease and a trigger point ball from Maji Sports. I know, I'm loving the fitness part of the box. Who knew? The FabFitFun box is retail for $49.99, but always have a value of more than $200. But we've got a deal for you. Use the coupon code GREENBEANS for $10 off your first box at FabFitFun.com. Don't miss out because they sell out fast. Now back to the show. You know, I read an article just this morning. I'm so glad we're talking about this. I love this tangent. It's the highest, the world's highest paid entertainers. He is number five in the (laughs) world. Now, I'm going to say Pitbull is not number one. I wish he was, but he's not. Um, You will never guess who number one is. Floyd Merriweather. It's first of all, it's Floyd, Floyd Mayweather. Mayweather. <laughs> Floyd Merriweather sounds like somebody that would uh, dress like uh, Leo and uh, hang around with Mary Poppins. <laughs> Merriweather is one of the fairies on Sleeping Beauty. So sorry. There you go. Okay. Floyd, no, Floyd May- Mayweather. Mayweather. Well, yeah. when you get paid. Uh, he, Connor, I don't know if you, you're familiar, but you know, when, um, Connor McGregor, who's a UFC guy, um, switched over and boxed Mayweather okay. for the title. Yes. That's what it says here. Okay. Connor McGregor lost and still made a hundred million dollars on that fight. So I would imagine Mayweather made probably double that if, if, you know, so I could see definitely, well, um, it where says he'd be. here. The boxer's August fight versus Conor McGregor, good call, generated more than $550 million in revenue. Yeah. Wow. He and earned he... $275 million as the A side of the bout and for his role as the promoter. Mm-hmm. Do you know who number two is? Um, it's an actor. Chris Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> He's number seven. Uh, okay. Uh <laughs> I'm just gonna. No- do you want to guess? I'm just gonna knock down the top ten. Number two, the the, the highest earners. Um, who's it's been a, in a bunch of bad movies? It's Vin an Diesel, American actor. Vin Diesel. No. George say- Clooney. Oh, okay. Um, but you know, and and I'll give that guy credit. He owns a piece, a huge piece of that tequila company. Oh they just gosh, sold. you're like reading this. I was just about no, to I say it's this. because of his Nip tequila company. Gerber. I had no idea. Gerber. Him and Randy Gerber, Cindy Crawford's husband. Husband, yes. Opened the tequila company. They just sold for a ridiculous amount of money. Seven hundred so, yeah. million. Yeah, there you go. Wow. Uh, wow. Good for Number George. three is Kylie Jenner. Let's just skip right past that. Uh, yeah, I don't even talk about that. Number four is Judy Scheindland. Yeah, Judge Judy. I don't know how she oh, makes that much money off that. I don't that. either. One hundred forty-seven oh. million. That's crazy. The money is not in performing or being mm-hmm. in front of the camera. You get paid well for that, but owning a piece of the show mm-hmm. or song or whatever, that's where all the money comes in back in. And that's why Judge Judy mm-hmm. is worth a jillion dollars. 147 million. Dwayne yep. is number five. Love him. U2 nice. is number six. 
the band collectively. Yep. Uh, I got the, you know those. Uh, I tell you, on a, as an aside, uh, Joshua Tree mm-hmm. uh, um, and uh, War uh, and uh, Rattle and Hum changed my life, man. Those were those are life changing albums for me. And um, but those guys have been making that kind of money since oh forever. Josh since Joshua Tree in eighty was that eighty seven? Yep. Yeah. Uh, eighty nine was Rattle and Hum. So yeah, those guys have been making that kind of money for a long time. Mm. Uh, Coldplay. They're no, next. I don't that. like Kylie, that's like Kylie Jenner to yeah. me. Uh, Lionel Messi, an athlete uh, from Argentina. Is he a soccer player? I'm going to guess soccer. Yeah, there you go. Um, Ed Sheeran is number nine. Crazy. I'm a big Ed Sheeran fan, I have to mm-hmm. admit that. Mm-hmm. Um, and number 10 is Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo. Wow, Harrison didn't make the top he 10. He didn't. He didn't. He's probably way down at number 50. There's a, I mean, there's, there's a, there's a lot in here that surprised me. Bruno Mars is one that I thought, well, that's weird. Has he done anything? Howard Stern is another one that I thought weird. He's another guy that's controlled the ownership of his, True. his career. Yeah. So, hey, Kate, but speak, go ahead, Kate. Who? Katy Perry's number nineteen. Yeah, that makes me sick. Um, let me ask you this: um, Would you tell the folks? Um, I played a little, a little trick on you that. Um, you didn't really respond to this week, not trick, but I sent you something that I thought was absolutely hysterical. Yeah. Um, now it could have been cause I was in an airport killing time. Right. <laughs> um, and wanting to just come home. Um, but will you just share that story with the folks? Cause it sort of ties into a theme we've been discussing all season. You did. You sent me the poor man's version of Pitbull who you okay. saw in the airport. And I, Sort of was wondering if is that really Pitbull, and no. then you said no. We're pretty sure he has doppelgangers that he sends out because he can't be everywhere at every time. Yet he is. But it was it was it was a bald guy in a gray suit and With sunglasses. And I, yeah. and I thought that's the funniest tweet. Uh, I mean, funniest uh, a text I'm ever going to send Lindsay. And silence, no yeah, response. It's been, a, it's been a rough year. <laughs> <laughs> Since about February when my book now, came out, I was just yeah, man. forcing you, you to mention it. <laughs> Do you want to guess anybody else on here and see if you're right in the top 50? There's got to be a Kardashian in there. Well, we already besides, said the Kardashian. Besides Jenner. I mean, there has to be a Kardashian yeah, in there. she's number 30, Kim. Um, there's got to be a Tom Cruise, maybe? Nope. Wow. I know. I'm sure he'll be in it next year because his it Mission was- Impossible movie is going to do great. Um, I'm sure everyone would make sense to me, but I don't know, you know, other than my little iPod slash iTunes slash put Pandora playlist. I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody who's featured with anybody or I think, uh, every, every song I flip around the radio these days is either Drake, Mm -hmm. um, Cardi B, whoever that is. Um, and then a bunch of guys that have misspelled names that I can't. Or oh, like I, a dollar sign or yeah, exactly. an exclamation point. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Do you find it odd that Depeche Mode is on this list? Um, extremely odd, I but good too. for that guy. Yeah. He committed or tried to commit suicide about 20 years ago. It's good to see he's turned yeah. things around. David Gahan is the lead singer. And Luke Bryan. Of all no. the people in the world, Luke Bryan's number 45. Hmm. We got to say good for that guy, too. All right. We're going to move on now. So the Doesn't rock I look a little like a redneck Chris Harrison. No, don't even say no. that. I would be a catch statement. I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, did you notice that Wills didn't seem as tired last night? I, I thought maybe they um 
slight like, like uh, maybe a let's use the Floyd Mayweather uh, mm-hmm. example. Maybe Mary they gave weather. him some smell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Floyd Mayweather. Mm-hmm. They maybe gave him some smelling salts backstage, perp, perp him up a little bit. <laughs> um, but you know maybe. That is a function of him actually getting yeah. some real sleep and not drinking himself to bed every night like right. you do in the mansion. So. Right. I think it was telling to me. Becca comes out. She looks like the Black Widow in all black lacy. She looks fine to me, great, and everybody seems... She looked what, different. What, she did. She, there's there's something. there's uh, there, But there is always something. But did you notice that not one time did anybody mention Garrett or Blake? Yes. I found that odd because I typically did. there's always, even if they don't mention the guys, they'll say, are you in love? Have yes. you found love? Are you engaged? Yes. And, and they say nothing. I'm... Do you find that telling? Do you think that there's something up? I think in retrospect, it will be telling. However, mm-hmm. I don't think it portends anything. In my opinion, in these weeks leading up, I kept thinking if at Mental All, they mention Garrett and kind of pull the audience and say the cast of characters on the on the stand and say, what did y'all think about Garrett? Did you think there's a lot of controversy and let them kind of talk it out? If that happened, I was convinced that he won because ABC is trying to do some damage backtracking control. and damage control and due diligence. But I didn't have that any didn't sense. happen. They didn't and, tip the hand on uh, what? Who's the other guy? Blake. <laughs> Blake. They didn't tip their hand on that no, guy either. Nothing. It's, nothing. It's, it's, a, it's a good kept secret. No, and so are you still saying Garrett's the winner? I, I'm going to stay with my pick. I Me have nothing. Too. There's no new evidence Me I've been neither. presented with that would. And if um, he wins, I'm not going to be surprised. And if he loses, I'm not going to be surprised. No, I wouldn't either. But I think, again, I think that it, it will ultimately come down to um, family and security. And mm-hmm. I think she saw more of that in Garrett. Um, then she did Blake. And then again, I'll say it for the millionth time. The big tell for me was when she said he reminded her of her father. I God. think. Yeah. Boom. Yep. Well, we'll see. I meant next week, three hours long. I cannot wait. Uh, I know you can't. Well, and then you know the, what I can't wait for is the night after. That. Well, I was just about to say <laughs> the night after is Bachelor in Paradise. And we got a lovely three and a half minute snippet yes. of what of to expect. Oh my gosh! I counted the tears. Mm-hmm. Let me let me let me knock through the tears real quick. The Kendall, Canadian cried. The Canadian cried. The Canadian dude cried. Um, Kendall did. Did you see mm-hmm. the very 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 end where it showed the crabs walking on the sand and they were saying, "Don't let Kendall get to you. Just make <laughs> yes. sure to stay away from her." Oh my gosh! Yeah. Hilarious. Um, no, there's but, uh, apparently a Russian a Russian witch. Uh, she cried. She she's a, a supposed witch because they also call her something else. She I couldn't understand like what hooker. she was saying. A Russian yeah. hooker and European Russian trash. Hooker, yeah, Russian, European trash. Hmm. Yeah, Colton um, cries in Tia's lap. Well, he and, I and think the he Canadian. Was I don't know if you noticed this because I took very special, very um, special care when I noticed it. But it appeared that when the Canadian is literally bawling, like mm-hmm. like in in in. Massive tears. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The shirt that is um, attached to the arm that's hugging him appeared to be Wells's shirt. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. He is one who's going to walk them through this process. Harrison, I just get this this sense that Harrison is kind of done with babysitting the children. He's just going to be 
the grown-up that walks in, lays down the law, and then he leaves. And then yeah. he comes back for the end. Even last yeah. night, you could tell he was kind of over it. Gone are the days where Harrison used to invite the cool rejects to be in his entourage. It's kind of like the, um, it's like, you know, Barry Bonds or Michael Jordan, whatever. Mm-hmm. Once you reach a, reach a certain level, I don't know mm-hmm. if, if you're aware of this, but, you know, Michael Jordan had his own uh, portion of the locker room with his own rec- uh, own chair in it. Mm-hmm. And Barry, Barry Bonds had his own recliner. Interesting. Uh, that no one had. And he would, both of those guys would dress separately from the team because they were at a different level. So I think Harrison has graduated now to that I level agree. where he, he literally is above all of the nonsense. Oh, I agree. And like I said, there's no room for this riffraff in his entourage. I mean, they're too <laughs> young and stupid. Gone are, and where's the Robertos? You know, that was 10 years ago. Harrison uh, has moved on. Oh, you know what I would like? Tell and me. I just thought about this. I would like ABC to do a Where Are They Now? A whole episode yeah. of Bachelor former people. Um, did you also notice, was it Olivia that was on there or was it the, the other Cholivia? girl that's supposed uh-huh. to be Chilivia? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I noticed she was crying. She was, she was. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that, um, um, Bibiana cried. Yes. And, and she was quote, trying really hard, she was trying quote, so hard to live her yeah, truth, to do, but I don't to know do if she's something. Able to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Live her truth. Um, of course. I thought Crystal seems to be a central character and her nodes it, are gone. Congratulations. Uh, yes. It appears she's taking some diction lessons. Uh-huh. Um, speaking of diction lessons, how do you think the fantasy suite dates went? You know. Okay. Uh-huh. So the the um, thing that was curious to me and I think will be perfect is it appears that she has some sort of um, relationship or at least a conversation with Jordan. I want to see how that goes. Yes. They look like they were in a bed. Yeah. So maybe they, they had some overnight situation. And they could be brother and sister. Maybe. Uh, they're co-narcissists, I believe. Right. Uh, and I think they're also equally as vapid. So um, that Match ought to be in interesting. Heaven? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, the girl who's scared of bumper cars also was crying. <laughs> maybe, I can't see bumper cars in that sand, but maybe no. maybe in the palapa. <laughs> um, one of those babies was crying, too, because apparently now married people and their children get to come to paradise. Which, would, would you subject your children to that? No, I, I just, that's what I, I said know. in my recap. We yeah. just got to dunk those babies in hand sanitizer and germ squirt yeah. and just hope Even for the best. Even if it was a free trip. I mean, maybe uh, it's going to help their immune system. I don't know. But I yeah. just think that is so odd that Evan and Carly are there with their tiny baby and mm-hmm. Jade and Tanner are there with their toddler baby. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Are they because on some they adjacent parents. island? I mean, they're well, not participating they're, in it. Well, they're going to show where the um, uh, where, where um, conception was was rehearsed. <laughs> it's like a tour. Yeah, Jorge yeah. takes them around right here. Right here is what happened. Jorge's Torres. What was the name of his? <laughs> yeah, was that what exactly it was? Jorge's what it was. <laughs> Where is that guy? I'm he's sure he's there. Still... He's still oh. there. He drives a boat. I saw him driving a boat with some sort of, you know, floaty thing behind it. Anyway, all Good. of that to say, Ashley Iconetti and Jared are there, and they get proposed to. The intro showed Ari and Lauren. Yes, as I, I was well surprised. As ben Higgins? I was, yes. What in this world? I don't know. They're you know they're 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 almost putting too much icing on a already good cake. 
And it appears that Leo gets a little um, mm-hmm. inebriated and throws Maybe. quite an insult at yeah. grocery store Joe. I thought that was um, I, I was a little shocked by that. Yeah. Uh, it, it now Leo's never been a good dresser, so I don't really no. judge him on that. But um, he seemed like a solid guy, I just know. a normal, like a normal and, nice guy that wouldn't stoop. Colton, Tia, and Crazy Eddie are in a love triangle, and it and it from what I can gather, if using context clues, which means nothing, but I like to play the game. I think Colton shows up later to Paradise, and so. Crazy uh, Eddie Chris. Me, did I predict that? You did predict that, yes. Thank you. Crazy Eddie That's Chris awesome. and Tia probably get something going on. And then all of a sudden Colton shows up. But Colton again is crying in Tia's lap. He's just weeping. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Well, you I know, it's important to be it's important to be sensitive. Mm-hmm. You think maybe he gave away the virginity and then regretted it? I don't know. That could be a possibility. I have no idea. Um, Robbie and Jordan have a Zoolander stare off. Yeah, that Robbie? was a little weird. Yeah, and then he accuses, uh, I think Jordan accuses him of plastic surgery. Jordan didn't look too fit on Paradise. He's, He's got a little uh, midsection on him. Um, yeah, and, and the only reason the others. Yeah, and the only reason I say that is because I'm not sure that Wilhelmina, yeah, I'm not sure you know what that means, Lindsay, but mm. I'm not sure that Wilhelmina is going to put up, put up with that Mm-mm. sort of thing. Mm-mm. I doubt um, it. Here's another thing that I heard. It's uh, it's by Raven, who also, what's she doing back? But she said, I'm back in paradise where I had my first orgasm. <laughs> That's her lead in, really? Yeah. yeah. So then you think, ew. And then second, we don't need to know that. And then third, yeah. where's that guy? Remember who, that guy that carried around the doll, Adam? That's who she picked in Paradise last year, and supposedly they're doing great. So then I think, well, maybe they're over on that adjacent island with Mary people and the engaged people. Mm-hmm. And Floyd Merriweather. And Floyd Merriweather <laughs> and The Rock. And The Rock. And the Mythbusters guys. And Chris Harrison has his own personal one adjacent to that. That so, actually sounds like a pretty good show, actually. I'd watch it. <laughs> I really would watch it. And yeah. we're going to watch it too, right? You're going to commit and you're going to watch, but we're not going to, we're going to squish the two episodes together yeah. and do one podcast. There has to be some squishing involved. You otherwise do. I just don't have that kind of time, but does? I will commit to watch. Cause I just, I got to tell you, I, I do this, you know, it's not the finale, but I do this after every season. I just, you know, I adore you and I adore just the whole thing that I fell into 10 years ago by sending you a random email uh, and you've turned out to be a wonderful friend, and this is a great experience. It's a great escape from my life on a weekly basis, and I wouldn't dream of not doing it when you asked me to do it. So, yes, I will sacrifice. I will take one of the ribs for the team, and I will watch Bachelor in Paradise for six hours a week. That is a beautiful truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Thank you all for listening. I'd love to connect on social media. You can find me on Twitter at Lindsay or on Facebook and Instagram at Lindsay Ray. It would be so nice if you would review the podcast on iTunes. Five stars would be great. And don't forget to check out my book, Why I Hate Green Beans, at your favorite retailer and one of our show sponsors, Digital Lemonade. 
If you need help creating a website, refreshing a website, or maintaining a website, this is the group for you. Simply Google Digital Lemonade to learn more or visit my website for a direct link. Until we're together again, love you, mean it, Texas forever. All these dreams.